State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We... Uh-uh. What? What? You, what? Need some, you need some warm on your Ain't throat. nothing I can do. Ain't nothing I can do. It's 908. This is this is the voice they gonna get. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's me, AJ Holiday. Thank you for tuning in. Bitch, that's your regular voice, Granny. Granny P. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Helen. I was just talking about my, talking about your voice. Uh, my Girl Scouts lady, her name was Miss Helen. Y'all sound exactly alike. Miss <laughs> Helen, I'm gonna call you Miss <laughs> Helen going forward, bitch. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, y'all, tell me talk about my morning voice. She got me up early as fuck. So here we are. Okay. So thank you guys for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you niggas and these hoes. It's your co-host AJ Holiday. I say good morning to you, <laughs> y'all. This bitch is nine o'clock, y'all. <laughs> this bitch talking about is early as fuck. <laughs> I don't be talking this early in the morning. I be up, but I don't be talking. You know how that go. She Shit. got me up early as fuck. It's all <laughs> nine o'clock. About to be lunch in a little while. <laughs> 
had a damn frog in hey, the throat, man. Hey, y'all, it's me, Tam Bam. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in again. AJ, thank you for joining me so early in the morning. Whatever. <laughs> How was your weekend? How was our weekend, bitch? What you mean? We was together. No, we was together again. The last couple weekends. Damn. <laughs> Uh, y'all, we went to see, um, it was Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and Donnell Rollins. Niggas was so funny. It was so hilarious. I wish I could have recorded it by my phone, but they took my phone and made us put it in a little case that was locked so I couldn't record the footage because I, I swear I probably would have recorded the whole show like posted the posted it to my part, social media. Right. The funniest <laughs> part is when Donnell Rollins, that nigga was like, and I had just said this shit. I leaned over to my homegirl. I was like, um... Shit, everybody phone lock up now. This nigga be talking hella shit. Soon as I said that shit, that nigga say, yeah, y'all crack his phone locked up. <laughs> cracker, 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 cracker. <laughs> he started fucking he said some other up. words. <laughs> yes. He was definitely cutting up. I love him. guys, He was saying a lot man. of shit. Yeah, everybody was funny. I can't, it's smart to make us lock our phones because I can't remember not a single joke that I laughed at. I know I was like holding my gut laughing, but I can't remember nothing them niggas said. Me either. Like I could I couldn't retell their joke right now for you at all. But just know that Chris Rock went in on Will Smith. Oh my goodness, he did about 25 minutes. If y'all have an opportunity and you see this tour coming through your city, you probably should go that check was it, it out. That's it. That was Charles, the last Charles, Charleston was the last stop. It was only a five show tour. Oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> y'all gotta catch it on, I don't know, HBO Max or some yeah, shit. I don't they know. was recording it, so it's probably gonna become available to you soon. Yeah, yep. that was a good weekend. I literally was. was outside from Thursday to Sunday. My yeah, body see, was out on Sunday. going through something, bitch. It wasn't even karaoke night. I was grabbing the mic in them people club. <laughs> Every I time that. I go to the club, I'm like, man, let me get the mic. This is why I travel with one because motherfuckers be stingy with the mic. I don't care that you DJing. Sunday, my uh, my best friend had her gender reveal for my new guy baby. And it's a boy, y'all. So put mm-hmm. a little baby. Uh, if y'all come to my Instagram and y'all see that picture, just put a little baby, a blue baby. Not a blue baby. A blue heart and a baby in there. Show me some love for my new guy baby. This probably might be close as I get to having babies, I think. So I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for her. So that was my Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. That's not all. Then after the um the gender reveal, we went to see um Oops. Oops had a comedy show. I'm not know if y'all are familiar with him. He's really funny. Went to see him in Charlotte. And he's done quite a few things. So y'all look for him. My boy, Oop. That yeah. was my weekend. Let's get into stupid internet news. What is the sins of this past week? Well, the biggest sin. Um, the unfortunate, you know, passing of Tyree Nichols. Um, the incident actually took place on January the 7th, I believe, but he actually passed away on January the 10th. And since then, uh, there's been five officers arrested, and I think they're contemplating arresting a sixth officer. The five, five black officers arrested essentially for the lynching of Tyree Nichols. Um, I don't know what they thought the outcome was going to be. I didn't watch the video. Did you? No, I don't. I don't like to yeah. consume things of that nature. No, it's not a movie. This is a real person. I don't want to see that. And I'm Me blocking either. anybody that sends that shit to my uh, phone or Instagram. I swear for God. I'll block you, but I'll let you know, like, that's just not my 
particular aesthetic that I like to consume. So please don't send me that because I'll carry it with me forever. So I can't handle it. So police on Friday, this past Friday, released more than an hour worth of footage showing the deadly confrontation on January the 7th between 29th year old Tyree Nichols and the officers of Memphis Police Department. Um, He died three days later after just a normal traffic stop that turned into a homicide, essentially. And to me, it took no time for these guys to be arrested, lose their jobs, all that shit. Whereas we have to march through the streets when it's a, you know, a white officer and a black Mm -hmm. victim. But this is two birds, one stone at this point. I find it kind of awkward that five, excuse me, four of the five officers are Q-Dogs. So the thing is, is that you you ever heard of uh, mob mentality? Mm-hmm. Like, it only takes one out the bunch to activate the others. So, like, just think of a pack of wolves. They have a leader. So when the leader does something, it's like something happens in the rest of these. It's triggering. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like somebody has to even verbally say, hey, beat his ass. It's like uh, some type of, I don't know, um, possession, essentially. Because what would possess y'all? Right. To do this horrific crime to another black man. To your I mean, brother. To your yes. brother. And that's the thing. Because um, there's a Tyree Nichols in every neighborhood every day. When are we going to start seeing each other as, uh, see you as my brother, see you as my sister? Mm-hmm. What happened? And you know, what happened there was a us? white officer on site. So were y'all showing off for him? And you know, they locked him up fast. But I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with them not locking up the white officers quickly. Do the same. Get, keep that same energy. But y'all beat the dog shit out of this, your brother on the street to death. Lock him up. So each was charged with one count of second-degree murder, two counts of official misconduct, one count of official oppression, one count of aggravated assault while acting in concert, Uh, and two counts of aggravated kidnapping and the death of Nichols, according to Shelby County Sheriff's Sheriff's Office. So he tried to run. Like, your body is going to kick into fight or flight. Right. You physically, one black man, 145 pounds, six foot, cannot beat these big football player-looking dudes. It's impossible. So he ran, and you can hear them. I did hear some of the audio saying, uh, don't make us chase you. So y'all mad y'all had to do some physical activity on the job? I don't understand. And then so now the next thing that pissed me off involving this case is Jason Whitlock. Um, He's a media uh, commentator. He used to work for Fox Sports, uh, MSNBC, I believe, also. Black man. Okay, that's all. So the, the things that he had to say about this case and black women, because for whatever reason, this day and time, we get blamed for every fucking thing. So the disparaging things he had to say about black women, like, I wish I could smack his ass. I swear to God. His his face or his ass? <laughs> well, I'd probably <laughs> shoot him in the ass. How about that? <laughs> Don't shoot. See, that's the problem. Black on black violence is the problem that we talk about. Let me about tell right you now. But I am no violence. We just need to no, educate no, no, no. each other. Listen, violence is necessary sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Violence is necessary sometimes. A lot of times, change don't come without violence. Unfortunately, on this realm, mm-hmm. it's necessary sometimes. 
I don't think that people should be able to say and do what the fuck they want to do. Period. There has to be law and order. Right. And, I agree. And as a black man to publicly disparage black women, I'm sick and tired of that shit. I'm sick and tired of it. So he was like, there's a racial element um, and this story about young black men and their inability to treat each other in a humane way. I agree with everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody. It was a group of young black men. Five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. I can agree. Okay? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. What so he, I saw. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say um, it looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by single black women. And that's what they got going on in Memphis in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some or put some black woman in charge of the police force. And we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of our cities ran by single mothers. <sighs> black man, black that man. That is so unfair. Man. That is so unfair to black put man. all of this on black single mothers. Wow. Because it's we disgusting. make ourselves single mothers. You know, black men are literally out here creating single mothers. And I'm not going to say all because I'm coming to find that there's a lot of black men that don't have children. So it may be that women are having children with men who already have children. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are a lot of single black men who don't have kids. But to put the onus on black women alone as if we're making ourselves baby mamas. I understand baby mama culture is is it's it's a nasty thing and it's something that's almost damn near celebrated in the black community. I wish yeah. it would be abolished. Right. But we aren't having these children by ourselves. Like women are choosing to stay in the homes. Men make the choice to leave the homes. It's not the women. I don't even think the women have much of a choice. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, what they going to do? Daddy maybe. Right. What they going to do? Yeah, so Sierra took to um, Twitter and she added him. It says, uh, as a black man, to get on national TV and say something like this is irresponsible. A lot of amazing kids have come from single mothers. For you to also undermine single black women in the midst of a tragedy is so sad. This woman just lost her son. Do better. He responds to Sierra. Jason Whitlock responds to Sierra and says, appreciate the feedback, Sierra, but at some point we are going to have to deal with the negative impact of baby mama culture. It's destructive and unsustainable. Come up out of denial. Denial won't fix the problem. Thanks. Well, first of all, how do you know that these men come from single mothers? You don't know. Exactly. He's literally talking about the chief of police being a woman. Right. That's what he's saying, essentially. You don't know these, these people's background. So if they're woman cute dogs, a... they went to college, okay? Right. They're right. college-educated uh, black men who stole chose to do this stupid shit. You don't know what type of household they came from. Right, and that's the, um, the woman who runs the police force is not their mother. That's not their mama. She's doing a job. And that doesn't make her incapable because she is a woman. That's what it sounds like to me. As if this shit doesn't happen under the watch of black men, white men. Or white men. Or anybody. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's ignorant. Yeah. That's very ignorant. I just wish that if you don't have anything encouraging to say, stay the fuck off TV. And then you having this conversation in mixed company is wild to me. Like, It sends a message like everything bad in the black community, blame black women. Right. And I feel like we get blamed for the majority of the things that happen in our community. And some of the stuff I can agree with because women do set the standard. 
and you have children out here being raised by the unraised, it still boils down to just broken families. Where are the black men? Where are the black men? Y'all, aren't y'all supposed to be the leaders? Where y'all at? Why y'all ain't staying at your homes and leading your family? Right. Leading your woman, leading your children. You make that a part. choice to leave and now it's still mama's fault. And I feel like a lot of that shit even plays out in relationships between black men and women, like intimate relationships. You got all this, um, all this, this disdain for your mama because your daddy made a choice to leave. You don't even realize that the real problem is with your daddy. It's not even with your mom. Mama, right. Your mama was there and she did the best she could, oftentimes with multiple children. And she could have been married and ended up a single mom. That's my mom story. Right. Mine too. Mine too. So, so it's no accountability for black men. No account. I, I never hear accountability come from them. Not, and I know for a fact that black women do have a problem accepting accountability. I know that. I'm a black right. woman. Okay. Right. But we are not about to put the issues of our entire community on black women. That is fucking disgusting. You know, they told us to hate the man, hate the white man. And somehow now black women are the white man. I want to do an episode on that. <laughs> are we the black? Are we the white man now? Um, I, I ain't know. no white man. Me, I, definitely not. But in their eyes, it's like we're bu- we're being put up on a pedestal above them and all this other shit. And I mean, it's a certain demographic of black men who think this way. I'm not saying it's all of them, but it's a good bit. We need so. to get one of them on so we can have the conversation, the necessary conversation. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to do that. Um, and hopefully it wouldn't turn into an argument. I think I can have a conversation about that shit. I get real personal about black women. Real personal. Because I'm yeah, a black cause, woman. Because we are one. Yeah. yeah. We so, are them, um, they are us. I just want to um, send my condolences to the family of Tyree Nichols, man. This shit is disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, this is This next story is just I something I agree with. So the Surgeon General, um, the U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, says he believes 13 is too young for children to be on social media platforms because all those um, sites allow children of that age to join. Kids are still developing their identities. I agree. So I know like Twitter, TikTok especially, that was a, a kid's app initially. Somehow adults got their ass up on there um, and turned it out a little bit. TikTok's supposed to be banned soon i believe also um in the u.s because it is a chinese ran application um yeah i think 13 is he says not until 13 no he says it's too early he said what parents need to get together and decide what's the best age for their children 16 17 18 he doesn't know what the age is but he's just saying that 13 which is the age that most of these platforms allow people to join right um it's just too young yeah, I can agree with that. Just because it's almost impossible to monitor what they're consuming, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and he says he's based this off of data he's actually seen, and thirteen is just too early because these kids are having like identity crisis. And then also, if you're feeling just a little bit like a boy or a little bit like a girl, like you know what I'm saying, like you have all these different outlets online to help you know sway yeah push those those thought processes and it's fucking dangerous because it's adults who probably have mental health issues who are Mm -hmm. on these apps um soliciting the kids 
in all different facets, not just mm-hmm. like your sexuality, but you know, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. 13 is rather young, but I mean, it's up to the parents to rear your children. Honestly. And regulate what they're watching. Like, is it is it too early for a 13-year-old to have a cell phone? I would say not, you know, because, you know, your kids are going to school and shit like that. I feel like if we, you know, back when we were in school, if we could have a cell phone, our parents probably would have had us one because shit is getting way more dangerous out here now than than then anyway. So you need to be able to contact your kids. Things are happening at schools, shootings and all type of crazy shit. Your kids need a cell phone. But I know they have like the parental um, guide stuff like on phones where you could block certain apps, block certain websites. I think parents need to be knowledgeable and implement those those things. If you're paying the bill, who the fuck arguing with a 13-year-old about an app? But here's the thing. Uh, I feel like oftentimes and y'all might get mad at me as parents. I'm not a parent, but I see a lot of parents letting social media raise their kids because they don't want to be bothered with them. When mm-hmm. they come in, get your tablet. Go get your tablet. Mm-hmm. Didn't I buy you a tablet? Go get it. And that's their way of not having to deal with their ass. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not really an active parent. Right. I think kids should have a certain amount of time. They have access to um, electronics and social media mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like maybe hour or two a day. You have to monitor right. as a parent. Kids are Kids are going to do what they want to do. But you have to have... You know, you got to have some type of guidance skill. Ain't no way you just let your kid run amok like that because you don't feel like dealing with him. Oh, yeah, you feed a McDonald's. Feed him McDonald's. McDonald's every day. Where your tablet at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with uh, the Surgeon General, though. I yep. just want to talk about that briefly. I'm, just, I'm scared of what the world is going to be like when we're, when we're elderly, you know? Well, Are I know we're going to be some broke back, tatted up, fake booty, fake titty bitches in church. Sexy yeah, tattoos on your neck. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but will the kids care for us and respect us? Probably not. It depends on how you raise your kid. Probably not. You better have some money in the bank. Tell me what you think. They already beating the fuck out of their teachers now. You know? <laughs> Did you see that video? Uh-uh. It was a, a a black girl. She basically attacked her teacher. And it looks like the teacher was trying to call for help on the cell phone. She knocks the cell phone out the teacher's hand. Then, like, they end up at the door. She's trying to push the teacher out the door and close the door. And the teacher's like, stop putting your hands on me. See, me personally, I would clean every classroom with that little girl ass. Mm-hmm. There's no way. You know, like, parents, y'all send y'all kids to school and they're terrorizing the fucking teachers. Right. No home training. None. No respect. And then you come up there and you get mad with the teacher, too. And no damn well you be having to beat her ass at home, too. But you mad because another adult outside of you put their hands on her. Trying to teach her some respect. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how do you get to that point? How do you get that fucking mad that you attack a teacher? That you that you have no respect for authority or adults. Yeah. I don't know. You know, mm. I would love my, um, I want to I wanna build a school. I was thinking about, like, prisons, hospitals, schools, they all look alike. What if you had like a glass dome with a lot of greenery, a lot of sunlight, so kids can actually grow? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you're in school all day, you come out, the sun damn near gone. Like, kids are not even getting the vitamin D, the sunlight they need to just grow properly. It's depression. Then you got mm-hmm. throw social media on top of that and throw McDonald's on top of that. Anyway, 
Dealing with a lot of social issues, y'all. We're doomed. No, we not. We're going to be good. It's just going to get bad before it get better. Oh, goodness, Lord. I don't know. Bless us to take care of us. That's all I can say. (laughs) So last week, we talked about breaking up. This week, we want to get into dating. Like, how do you actually date? What's the process of dating? Is there a process for dating? Is there um, some extra steps? That we Situationships? <laughs> All that shit. We'll see. We'll talk about it when we come back from this break. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we're back. So, Tam, what's your definition of dating? My definition of dating hmm, (laughs) is going out with someone with the intention of getting to know them in a more intimate way and potentially fucking after the third <laughs> date. <laughs> I don't know, bitch. What is that? <laughs> that sounds about right. You know, I think we skip some steps sometimes though, but so the Cambridge Dictionary definition um, says to regularly spend time with someone you have a romantic relationship with. When people say they're dating, a lot of times, I would think you're dating more than one person, right? So do you have a romantic relationship with multiple people? I think that's like that, that's like the general definition, but is that really what we believe dating is? Well, romance doesn't have to be physical. You're right. It could be platonic, mm-hmm. I guess. No, no, it doesn't even have to be platonic, but it doesn't have to be like, romance doesn't have to be like, we have sex at the end of the night. Romance could be like, Someone taking you on a nice date somewhere quiet and quaint and sexy, you know? <laughs> and then on Tuesday, you go to the same place with a different person. That don't mean, you know, <laughs> they're still dating. But that doesn't mean you're sleeping with everybody. You just have romantic intention, you know? Right. Look, I got a disclaimer for men that I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Men oftentimes don't have, like, the go-to spots. They don't know. Women be, like, yelping and figuring out, like, places. If I catch you at a place that I introduce you to with another bitch, I'm flipping the table over. I'm clearing it with my forearm. And if you or that bitch got something to say, I'm kick-sweeping, (laughs) y'all. Because why are you in my spot like you own the place? This is my place. You this didn't know about this place. place. <laughs> this is, my this is not place. your place. It does not belong to you. You didn't even know this place existed, and now Thank you're showing you. it off to another bitch. I'm Thank mad, and you. I don't even you. care if I'm in there with another nigga because <laughs> no. it's my place. <laughs> so you can take all the niggas there, but I can't take nobody else. I take all my niggas to Pearl's Oyster Bar. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love Pearl's. Not all my niggas. Only a couple people I've been there with, but. That's like my go-to spot, even with friends in town and shit like that. I love Pearl's Oyster Bar. So if I catch you there with somebody else sitting at my goddamn bar, like walk that, on the bar. You don't own the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't own the bar. You don't own the restaurant. Bitch, I'm Pearl. I get. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pearl. I get what you're saying, but you don't have that right at all. I do. I, I don't have a, a spot. I used to, when I was living in Columbia, South Carolina, I used to have like 
a spot that I would take everybody. I don't have that in Charlotte. I don't have that type of space. Mm. I guess I guess Capitol Grill, if I had to pick one. But they kind of falling off lately, honestly. That food isn't good to me. It used to be. Like, they have a great I, they don't dirty steak, martini. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what to eat steak. from there, for real. Some oysters. Some, they got, yeah. And fish. They got fish, but it's not that good. Um, I'll go on, like, maybe two dates in a week with different people. Mm-hmm. Are you having sex with any one of them? No. Are you sexually to- active right now, Tam? No. Not for 2023. <laughs> I ain't. Not yet. It's only January, you know. Oh, it's about to be February. <laughs> I haven't found nobody yet. I want mm-hmm. somebody. I know Valentine's Day coming. I ain't got no nigga. Right. Stop I wasn't it. supposed to be active this year, but something happened anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like the at the beginning of the year. You told us. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It kept happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already don't have sex that crazy. Not, not that often anyway. So it's still like at a minimum, essentially. Is, but is, fir- is first date sex okay? I have had sex one time, first date. Mm-hmm. Two times. Like Three. that I can really remember. No, twice. We can't. What's th- and I'm still like good friends, you know, like cool with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it was like a real like one night stand. I don't think I've ever had I've never had a one night stand before. Have you? Mm-hmm. Like just fuck on a nigga and never talk to them again? Yeah. Interesting. Tell us about it. <laughs> this was, listen, all my whole stories come from college, y'all. All right. of them come from way back a long time ago. It was just like a uh we had fun. I got it wasn't even a a date that we were on. We met at the club. I was drunk and shit happened, but I was like super drunk. I probably like, he probably shouldn't have had even wanted to do it to me, honestly. But he probably was drunk too. Like who, yeah. who's the onus on when both parties yeah. are drunk? Like can't yeah. just be on men. Right. Shit, you probably was taking his clothes off. I was like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I had no one night stand. And he was older. He was an older guy. He was in town from New York. I think he like worked in like he was like a New York uh, trash man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? He worked in. He worked in. Hey, that's a good job in New York. Shit, yeah. probably, he probably was making money. <laughs> he was making money. He was. Uh, he was like he was young, but he was older than me. And he was swaggy, and he said that's what he did for a living girl. I don't know what happened to that man. That nigga's a city worker. He was getting that check, okay? Yeah. In New York, like, that's the job to have. City worker. <laughs> <laughs> Not you fucking on uh, rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have been no more than 20 at the time. <laughs> None of that shit count. Middle finger to our old life. Yeah. Okay. That's some old shit. <laughs> right. So this article I read, it said dating someone is not considered as being in a relationship with them. Um, like the current definition mm-hmm. of dating, right? Dating is really more of a stepping stone to get into a relationship where one gets to know someone romantically. Being in a relationship comes much later. Um, where, uh, excuse me. Um, being in a relationship comes much later where 
that dating partners do not wish to date other people. Um, they have now committed to each other and intend on cultivating their shared connection. I think when, um, and I would, I, and I always say this, I don't think that black women, we were a, uh, ever like able or even taught to date, you know, like your mom be like, you better get your work. Stop worrying about those boys. Then you go to college, worry about your career. Cause you can't, ain't nobody going to take care of you. Da, 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 da. Whereas mm-hmm. our white counterparts, white women, you know, oftentimes they meet their husbands in college and they go from their daddy house to their husband's house. You know, meanwhile, black women out here buying their first first homes by themselves. But why do you think our parents were teaching us that based on their experiences and they don't want us to be out here fucked up? You know, there is a culture of us ending up by ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So mama is just preparing us for the harsh reality that that could possibly potentially mm-hmm. happen to us. Be able to take care of yourself. That's all my mom ever said. Um, and this even goes back to the Jason Whitlock guy. Mm-hmm. Man, black women have been uh, conditioned. Like, we got to survive. What, what would y'all have us do? You talk shit when we're in the projects. You talk shit when we're in a corporate uh, setting. You talk shit when we're the chief of police. Like, when is enough is enough for black women and you talk shit when we waiting on a nigga to take care of us exactly but it's okay for any other group of women it's okay for any other group of women to depend on their men and they're actually taught that you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and if they can't depend on the man they're with they still can at least depend on their daddies a lot of us don't even have that right the next part of this thing it says the exhausting part of this however is the stage where one does not know what is going on and is not sure when or how to ask. And I think a lot of women end up in limbo, limbo in this little, mm-hmm. yeah. What are purgatory, we? Purgatory, essentially. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, first, it's very difficult to find someone you actually like and are attracted to. And then if you've been on a few great dates, you don't know how or if you're exclusively dating each other. Often when one partner does bring up the fact that they... Um, are not dating other people while dating each other, they are met with an unexpected reaction like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed to be exclusive or um, I think it's too soon to go to that direction or even worse, getting ghosted. I feel like that's why a lot of women don't even ask or they don't feel comfortable enough asking a man like, what's next? Where are we? Having like a temperature check of the relationship because here we are, we've dated, right? Third, mm-hmm. three, four dates might start having sex. Mm-hmm. And every man you date isn't your husband. I think that yep. women oftentimes fantasize about men immediately. Like, damn, I could see myself being with him. Like, Especially this. after a certain age. Yes. Yeah. Because we're we're dating with intention, you know, typically for husbands after a certain age. I think most of us anyway. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And I want to get into what is dating with intention also. Because um, I think uh, like that's the new thing dating Mm -hmm. with intention but do we really even know what that is because oftentimes you got to be honest with yourself do you even want a relationship for real because you the the right guy that you thought you wanted may very well come along and you'll pass up on him because really you aren't ready for him yeah that's me you know well i feel like i'm i'm more ready now but during pandemic i just didn't want to be in the house by myself a lot of people ended up in relationships or ended relationships. 
um, in the pandemic. I think if you were in a relationship and you made it through, y'all supposed to be together. Yeah, Mine y'all ended. solid. <laughs> y'all solid than the motherfuckers y'all lasted through. <laughs> Ooh, <child. laughs> um, I don't know. So how do you generally meet men, Tam? I meet a lot of men <clears throat> on social media. Okay, so social media. So is, my mm-hmm. my DM box be quaking. But here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> but it's hard to, you know, filter through those people, honestly. So yeah, I have trouble with that because a lot of oftentimes it feels like everybody's just the same robot, right? With a face, with an avatar. Right. I prefer to meet people in like social circles or social like settings. Me too. Like out. That's better to me. Mm-hmm. Cause you really get to experience them even just a little bit versus mm-hmm. social media, social media. Everybody's presented themselves like a resume, you know, mm-hmm. they are only got their highlight reel up. You know, all you see is the best of what they got to offer. You don't exactly. Get to... Right. And it don't even be real half the time, you know, like they'll have a picture of a room and it look nice. But if you were to actually walk in that room, that motherfucker is dirty as hell. <laughs> the only spot that's clean is the spot where they taking that picture at. <laughs> No headboard, flat pillows, like, <laughs> this you? <laughs> this where you live at? <laughs> so I prefer organic interaction, honestly. Yeah, me too. I, um, I've um, i never really gotten into, like, the online dating. I met one man on online dating. We're still friends to this day. When I first moved to St. Louis, like, I intentionally got on uh, Pieces of Fish. Either it was Pieces of Fish or Bubble. That's Bumble not or... what it's called. I know, but it's a fucking feeding <laughs> frenzy on plenty of fish. You know what I'm saying? It's a feeding frenzy. It's like most of those guys are on there looking for somebody just to smash. They're not really to looking hook for up. relationships. Yeah. I, but I've actually known a couple people who ended up in relationships off of dating apps. She had plenty of fish. Bumble. I have a homegirl who got married off of Bumble. Hinge. Yeah. Hinge. Hinge. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get on Raya. Right. Me too, bitch. I've been trying to get on Raya for two years. They won't let me on that motherfucker. I don't think it's for us anyway. Not the black girls. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so the five steps online, the five steps to dating, pretty general. Okay. So there's the initial attraction. What attracts you to a man? Like, what's your initial like attraction to a guy? Teeth. Yes bitch i'm a big smile yes i'm a big teeth person i was telling uh one of our mutual friends i won't say their name i was like bruh if you just go fix your teeth your pussy stock is gonna go up (laughs) way up you gotta go fix it right but everybody don't care about that yeah i think teeth is like definitely top of my list because um and i mean they could just be fucked up teeth that doesn't mean your mouth is nasty you know what i'm saying but I think as adults, we should definitely be taking care of our teeth with everybody out here getting uh, I'm not saying for you to go get veneers or nothing. Like, take care of your current teeth. Like, I'll get veneers when these ones drop out. Like, motherfuckers, these... If me and Tam don't got shit else, we got fucking perfect teeth. Right. <laughs> out this bitch, all right? Ding! <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way to the motherfucking dinner as soon as we finish recording. Right. That's why we had to get up and do it so early. It's just important. <laughs> <laughs> yes like so teeth um for me uh physique I like bodies it don't have to be like a muscle up body but I like nice looking fit looking men 
is what I like. I like backs. backs. I like backs. They ain't got to be, my niggas ain't got to be fit. Just, you got to be clean, smell good, and dress nice. A nice watch. You can have a little belly. I'm okay with that, baby. I rub all over that little gut. <laughs> <laughs> little fupa. Little man fupa. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> it got to be a dope boy belly. It can't just be like a nigga with a big belly and hips. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be fat the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like too fat, but a little little, little extra cushion. That's yes. okay. I don't care about that. I like beards. I love a beard. Yes. I I went through, like, just looking at men that I've actually dated and shit. Like, everybody got a fucking beard, damn near. I love damn a beard. Near. I love a beard. So a nice manicured beard. Smell I don't good. like them beards with them long strings hanging off the bottom. Like, <laughs> stop doing that. Cut that piece. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like them fucking, uh, like, chin strap looking beards. Like, nigga, if you don't let that shit grow a little bit more underneath <laughs> the neck, like, what are he, you doing? He trying. Your barber fucking you up. <laughs> I'm about to make you change your barber, dog. I'm going to call him like, listen, if you take more hair off my nigga neck, we going to fight. <laughs> I'm pushing their hairline back. I hate when a barber do that. Like, stop pushing my nigga hairline back. Right. All right, so now it's the initial initial attraction. The next mm-hmm. comes reality. Like, now you get to know the person. Aside now you get from to the see. looks. Yeah, you get that to see. That room was dirty. It looked clean <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see all the fucked up shit about each other. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm, like, women, oftentimes, we think, like, we don't come with bullshit. We don't I know nothing I wrong with us. Yeah. And, you know, we probably point shit out to men more and they just like, either they'll just subtly go the fuck away from your ass or, you know, when they say something, something to you, you feel some type of way, but you have no problem telling them what their issues are. Mm-hmm. I snore so bad. I think I need to like go Bitch, to you were snoring somebody. this weekend talking about I slept in late. I went wake up, bitch. It took me a while to go to sleep because your ass was fucking snoring. First of all, <laughs> bitch, you were asleep before me. So how is that possible? But then I woke up. I woke my up snoring? and I couldn't go back to sleep. Yes, bitch. And it was loud. I, yes. I know it's a problem. I don't know what to do. <laughs> when I finally went to sleep, like I overslept because like my body reset. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you snore. I, know. I never knew. Yeah, I snore. <laughs> I feel like all my friends snore loud. The fuck? Yeah, like a train. With y'all? <laughs> I'm going to get one of them shits to go on my face. You know, so I sleep. breathing breathe the mask. And then when I have a nigga come over, I'm be like... You like astronauts, nigga? <laughs> you like Dark Vader? <laughs> <laughs> that's what this shit about to turn into. Shame. Put that motherfucking astronaut shit on my face. You got to go go to sleep first before them goddamn snores, man. That shit can get... You ain't going to be able to sleep. I think um, once I drop 30 pounds, maybe the snores will go away. So we're going to see. I think with a, with, a, with a lot of men, when they lose that weight off their chest, like they do stop snoring. snoring. Um, do you sleep on your back? Mm, I sleep on my stomach. Yeah, you should I can't probably... sleep on my back. I feel like you was laying on your side and you was snoring like that. <laughs> I was on my stomach, for sure. I used to be so afraid to sleep on my back, but it's like the most proper way to actually sleep. It used to remind me of laying in a coffin, so I would avoid sleeping on my back. Now I don't give a fuck about dying. So I, I try to go to sleep on my back because it is like That's your why... body's aligned. Yeah. Who not who body? My booty be making my back like it's a big space in between <laughs> the top of my back and my butt. Like that make it uncomfortable laying on my back. But your back don't be hurting when you sleep on your stomach? Mine does. Yeah, my shit hurt right now. 
Yeah, you got to probably try sleeping on your back. You think it's going to be like uncomfortable, but what I do, I set my pillows up in a certain way. I would have to put a, a pillow in the small of my back area yeah, to try like, it. balance it. But something or about sleep that, on your side with the pillow in between your legs, like pregnant ladies. That keeps mm-hmm. everything in line, too. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> anyway, commitment <laughs> come next, y'all. Commitment is the, the third step in dating. So now um, you guys have said, okay, we're just going to be dating each other. If it goes this way, we know like in real, real relationships, so that's dating exclusively. Yes. So dating and then dating exclusively. So I went on like, I was talking to a guy. We went on like one real date. He didn't live in my city, right? Mm-hmm. So um, he flew in. We went on a date. It was eh. But I, he, you know, he had potential to me. Uh, so I wanted to see him again. And he said that we needed to start dating exclusively. At that mm-hmm. point, and I was like, "Uh, we've been on one date. I, I'm not ready to date you exclusively." And he was like, "Well, I don't want to date you if you're going to be dating other people at the same time." Mm. I felt like I, that was unfair. Well, I don't think that you can date with intent with and dating multiple people. How? Well, we just said in the beginning. It said the first thing we said was date multiple people at one time. Right, but that's just regular dating. If you're actually trying to date with intent. How do you date multiple people with intent? I feel like that has to be done one person at a time. I intentionally want to decide which niggas you I want. I haven't decided that you're the one that I want to date. But he decided like, that you were the one. Yeah. Yeah, it has you have to have a mutual agreement. Like you can't just like, we decide went on that one day, somebody else. We went on one day, we live in a different city. Yeah. I can't decide I want to date you exclusively after one encounter. Right. Mm. And y'all, you don't know what the dick like? <laughs> no, not even. I don't even know what the dick like yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's too fast. <laughs> You're moving too fast. Right. And then comes intimacy. So, you know, if we're going there, the real steps, this should be when sex comes in, I assume. Reality, intimacy, and commitment all go together. I don't know why that would be um, three different steps. Because um, in order to get to know somebody like realistically you'd have to have those intimate conversations with them um i don't know but this is this is just a wiki online dating wikihow.com um and then engagement and then hopefully marriage is the steps so five steps to dating so now five steps right i try to do like a realistic list okay so again there's the initial attraction i can agree with that then sex, <laughs> courting, couples date, couples a couple dates or whatever it is. But I think that sex comes too early sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then that's when the lines get kind of blurred. Right? I don't like sex. Don't come <laughs> early for me no more. Like it come real late, and I think niggas get tired. The right one don't get tired though. That's why it's important leave, for women too, because I don't wait. And then yeah. I'll be like, like that's why I didn't give you none now, because you don't have no patience. But that's why it's important to make men wait, because, you know, they come up with their representative first. You don't meet the real nigga until you after, after you don't have, you know, sex. Now it's yeah. like, oh, this you? <laughs> Niggas like, damn, you was fucking the trash worker on the first night. Now I got to wait? <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, nigga. That was... 
10, 15 years ago, I'm on a different plane. Right. I got <laughs> higher standards now. People are allowed to change. Oh, shit. <laughs> so then on my list, I have situationship. So you're in that stage for about a year. And this, this is when you're like, damn, are we together? Are we not together? I feel some type of way when he don't call me back or don't answer the phone. Like, it's just gray area that mm-hmm. can last for a long time if you let it. And I think that if women don't pull themselves out of that area, a man will stay there as long as you let him. His whole life. Yes, you better learn how to use your goddamn words. Masturbate before you go on your date so you won't be so horny. Right. Seriously. I don't think a lot of women are... Um, I know one of my friends, like, I remember the first time she she called me, she was like, bitch, I bought a vibrator. Like, why ain't nobody ever tell me? Like, some people just don't know that. Yeah, you could come for real. <laughs> we could have a real Right, orgasm. and come to your senses. Exactly, and go on your date and have a good night. Like, and you're not, you know, hot and bothered the whole time. I feel like I have still been hot and bothered if i want to fuck you i want to fuck you i don't give a damn if i just played with my pussy before i came out of the house <laughs> you was just a hoe though so it's different <laughs> i'm not a hoe girl <laughs> i'm just joking i'm just joking. i've been a hoe in over two decades the fuck <laughs> <laughs> a decade and a half i'm exaggerating with that over two but a decade Nobody and a half you ain't even old enough to right? not been a hoe two decades <laughs> if you went to college you a hoe <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after the situation shift for a while, then you may get to commitment, right? Even if somebody's still cheating, that's your man now. That's your mm-hmm. woman now. People may still be doing a little whatever. But what does that look like? Because do you have a conversation like, hey, we together? Nobody has a real conversation. They just fall into we're together. I've never had a conversation. It's like I meet a nigga and we together. I've never actually I, I- had the conversation. That's why I be fucking up at let me tell you, every relationship I was in, I've been given an ultimatum. That's how I ended up in a relationship. What? You and Ben. I know it. Swear to God. Swear Take to God. Take that motherfucking wig off. Let me see something. Because <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> every single relationship, I was given like an ultimatum. And I like, chose, Tammy, like, I ain't about I'm... to play with you no more, man. Either we going to be together. Yeah. So you get the ultimatum? Yeah. Yo, this is Swear wild. to God, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment is like, ew. <laughs> it's scary. Not anymore. Yeah, it's scary. It, you know, for me, I've been always been a commitment phobe. Like, why do we need that? Why do we need to do that? Everything is fine how it is. You know, why do we have to dis- determine, like, what this is? It's good, ain't it? You happy? I'm happy. Why we got to put labels on it? That was me. Shame. That's a grown man, okay? <laughs> I don't like feeling confused. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, And I'm at a place now, I'm not waiting in no situationship for no long ass fucking time. If I'm, like, if I'm fucking with somebody now, like, I don't have no expectations out there. I don't. No? Like, I'm still, no. I expect you to be exactly who you are, right? Because you probably mm-hmm. already did some shit for me to side-eye you side eye you anyway. So now I'm looking forward to the next bullshit. But in the meantime, like, I'll still say, especially if we have good times together, we good friends and shit like that, but I can't have expectations for um, a man who doesn't want kids. What am I supposed to do? I don't have any kids, but you do. 
But here's the thing. Why do you still entertain them if you have no expectations at that point? Um, Because it's like, More- it's, it's no pressure. It's no, like, maybe I don't want to be in a committed relationship right now. You know what I'm saying? I okay. feel like if I get to that point to where I'm ready for that, then I would probably just be by myself for a while. Yeah. And that just means I wouldn't be having sex with anybody. Because, I mean, the person yeah. I'm having sex with, like, we go out, we do things. But um, could we ever be in a committed relationship? I don't think so. No. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think so. We probably I, have two um, different life paths at this point. Yeah. I want a boyfriend now, though. I think I'm in a space where the next guy that I date seriously would not have to give me an ultimatum for a relationship. Right. Growth. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Bitch. Almost in her mid-30s, finally ready to get serious with a nigga. <laughs> shame. Shame, shame, shame. All right, y'all. So after this break... I want to get into what black men dislike the most about dating. All right. And some of you ladies, this might be you. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So this is from Essence, you guys, an article about what black men dislike the most about dating. So it lists a few things from um, black men between the ages of like 35 and 40, um, different walks of life, essentially. So one of the things that black men don't like is uh, women changing after becoming exclusive. So this guy says, don't change once we become exclusive. The dating period is a time for evaluation. It's a chance for us to get to know each other and decide whether or not we want to take the relationship to another level. If you were okay with me going out with my boys periodically, enjoyed physical fitness and cooking meals, and kept yourself well primped throughout the dating period, don't change those things once we become exclusive. I think that that's probably like one of the number one complaints from men is that women change after they actually get into the relationship. So uh, they, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's fair. They change too, though. I don't think yeah. they recognize it. Everybody changes. Right. Some right. men don't transition from single to in relationships. So they think they can still do the same things that they like did some things are supposed to change. Right. Exactly. You know, so you want me to be you want me to be your wife or your homie lover friend? Which one? Right. Because that looks different. And- and then when a woman has a baby, it's hard to get that weight off. Don't judge her. Help her. Well, we ain't even talk about kids. We talk about the dating shit. But so they now said that after, happens. They like oh, physical fitness. Typically, that's what they're you know talking about when a woman. I don't think so. I always gain relationship weight. Oh, really? Like, yes. Like laying up, eating. Y'all eating out more. You have a partner to eat out with all the time. Like you start getting a little bit of plump. Oh, that happy weight. Yeah. It happens to women a lot. So we have to find a balance. Um, usually we get fit after we get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Fact. You're like, fuck this nigga. I'm about to get so my body back. Now, I don't even know what, like, I, I don't, my weight, I don't know what my weight I can attribute it to just eating by myself, I guess. <laughs> dating. <laughs> Still dating. dating. Yeah. Sure. Um, the next thing, uh, having expectations you don't meet yourself. Um, I get discouraged a lot when I hear women say what they are looking for, but not truly meaning it. You want a business owner, you want a go-getter, but upset when he is working to go get it. You want someone who is financially stable, but your spending habits are terrible. Uh, Know that if you want a business owner, you may have to bring dinner to the office because true business owners work late hours. So you want this man who's getting to the bag, y'all getting to the bag. That looks different, you know, as right. opposed to that nigga who ain't work no way, who don't, who's not working anywhere. Right. Like, so you wanna, what do you really want? Well, we want it both. We want a man who got money and can be at home all the time. Nah, you don't want a man that could be at home all the time. You're going to get sick of seeing him. Like, you don't want I mean, no not, place to be. Not all the time, but you know, like, when we want it. <laughs> when we want them there. Is that realistic? 
it's not. But that's what we want. You know? But you ha- that's why you have to have some business about yourself. Then that way you're not concerned about what he's doing all day long with his time. You got shit to do mm-hmm. too. And then when y'all come together, everything's copacetic. Right. Um, next thing, having parameters around sex, especially if you want it too. Uh, that one's kind of sketchy because... Um, what do they mean by parameters around sex? So it says sex should not be a reward in, re- in a relationship. This is what the guy says. Um, not saying that if you're not in the mood, it isn't valid. It is. However, if it's a simple argument or misunderstanding that you know is not a deal breaker, don't lay on the other side of the bed or in another room when you know sex is nothing, when you know that sex has nothing to do with the issue. I gotta be happy to have sex. sex. Yeah, I'm gonna wanna have sex with you if I'm mad at you. Nah, I gotta be happy to have sex. Otherwise, it feels like rape. I'm sorry. That's just right. how I feel. If exactly. mentally I'm not there, like my pussy is not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. And I just don't feel comfortable just doing it because you want to it's it gonna be, You ain't even going to want none of my pussy if I'm mad because it's not going to be good. Hurry up. Hurry up, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> just looking like. like That's how I'm going to sound. Do that sound good? Your dick going to go down quick. Right. Hurry up. I can see a nigga <laughs> just pushing my leg over like. Mad, get out the bed. Like I told no, you, no, but they still it. get it. They'll still get it, though. They still take it. That's terrible. That is terrible. Why would you want it? Hurry up, pull your dick out. Get on my <laughs> fucking nerves. Here's a big one, y'all, and this is a lot of women's issues. Not mine, because I don't do the social media shit like that. But letting social media control your expectation. Posting, you gotta post your relationship. You gotta post every place y'all go. Like you're letting social media solidify your relationship with your partner. That shit is very dangerous. Oh yeah. That is stupid too. Yeah. So men have a problem with that. Um, This guy says, I hate the constant need to be seen and trying to live up to celebrity relationships instead of building one. I understand that everyone wants to be noticed, but I feel as though women have taken that to another level with social media being your biggest influences. In my relationships, I never, I've only had like one like public relationship, like on social well, I'll say two, but I never initiated like the posting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like if they started it, I might post a picture or two. Um, I got off of social media in 2012 because my ex started the posting shit, mm-hmm. right? And then he took all, just abruptly, took all our shit off of his social media. So I was like, what the fuck you got going on? Mind you, I only had like a couple shit posted on mine. So I'm like, what is your, why are you deleting memories from your social media what's up with that just don't post no more so mine will be the exact opposite would be like we together but you only posting pictures of you like we not together yeah so i'm like why this is my social media about me that's what you would say (laughs) yo i mean i never got into that because i don't like people in my business like that that's what i don't like either like publicly if we're together to why do it why do everybody need to see it right we're together if they right. see us outside they see us outside right guys would su- assume i would be just trying to make myself more available to other men because i didn't post them do you feel like yeah, that? i feel like they trying to use your social media for their promotion yeah like this i felt nothing, like that in, re- in a relationship like why are you pressing me to post you on my page. You know what I'm right. saying? You barely have anything of me on your page. That's a different relationship. 
But the original one where there was like a lot of posting and shit like that, once he deleted all those pictures off his social media and I like I started deleting pictures off mine and it shit hurt my feelings so bad to delete the pictures. I just deleted social media. Like I don't yeah. even want to be on social media now. You can have it. Nigga, do what you want to do online. I'm not online. So you don't got to worry about me. I'm you know not the I'm next saying? nigga I post is gonna be in my wedding dress. Right. I ain't posting like niggas. Issa Rae. Exactly. Issa Rae didn't post a nigga until they got married. That's only right. That's only yep. right because essentially you're single until you get married, man. Anything right. can happen in between time. Right. Yep. Um, so the next is dependency without support. This is this is a this is a good one. So this guy says, I believe my biggest complaint would be dependency displayed by women updated. Traditionally, men assume the role of the provider, although mm-hmm. that that isn't an issue. It becomes one when I become a sole provider for a relationship only for purposes of living to expectations of social media. This includes lavish vacations, expensive dinners and other things they like to pose for the world to enjoy. That in of itself is not a problem. However, if it's expected for us to live this lifestyle, plan to support me and see how you can help so we can feel like we've arrived together so that's that one's kind of sad to me so it says dependency without support so now you're dependent Mm -hmm. on this man to do all these things but what are you doing to support the relationship what are you what are you doing um to support y'all goals right everything can't be on the man i feel like that could be an unrealistic thing women do that's fair i received Mm -hmm. that i don't feel like i go into relationships like codependent yeah me 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 give me give me give me right but i am that kind of way when it comes to affection like i'm clingy that that run niggas off too bitch get off me (laughs) i I, I like intimacy more than sex like i just want to lay up me too watch i want to cuddle touch on each other let's watch the 1619 project um (laughs) cuddled on the couch you know yeah, mm, ain't Shit nothing like wrong that. with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I guess dating is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Is it what is. this episode is about, essentially. It just looks different. It's not no one set uh, definition of dating. But women, we definitely have to start putting the expectation out there before having sex. If you're actually dating with intent, and we didn't even get to that. Um because it's it's about knowing yourself first if you're actually dating with intent, knowing what you want, what you want out of out of a relationship, what goals, things like that, instead of just jumping off a ledge and dating a bunch of niggas and and men also, if you're dating with intent, you won't be complaining about dates and how much they cost right that part in your budget form because you'll ha- you would have selected like one or two women. That you don't mind being with. You're going to eat anyway. Right. And you won't feel slighted. Because I think a lot of times, oftentimes, men feel slighted because they spend so much money on a date and the outcome doesn't go exactly how they intended. Yeah, because they they should get a prostitute instead of trying to get regular women to do whole shit. Yeah, stop thinking that your girl owe you some coochie because you you spent a couple dollars on a date. That's so dumb. Yeah. And that's why they be mad. Instead of dating with... Uh, intentions and actually dating people you like and who like you and who already want to fuck you after the date. Right. You are basically, we got to pay for a dinner with pussy and no. you're paying with money. 
that's basically what's happening. That's not an even exchange. It's just right. not. It's just Because you could just get a hoe, pay her, and you don't got to worry about none of this shit. But y'all want whole shit. Where do where women. do you find hoes at now though? Like what is the form? They what online the... too. What you talking about? But Girl. I mean like the type of hoes <laughs> that you can like just pay to have sex. We had one on the show before. Like they are on social media. They are on OnlyFans. Like it's the same hoes. Like <laughs> okay. Instagram is a whole hoedex. <laughs> it's somebody out there that's gonna bust it open, but that's that's not what they want. Men don't like to feel like they're paying directly for coochie. A lot of them, they want to. They still want to do it like indirectly, discreetly, because they but don't nah. want to feel like they have to pay for it. You know? Yeah, like, they don't want to feel like they can get like they're tricking. But I mean, essentially, that's what it is. So the same way I understand men, I, I men are concerned about their wallet the same way we're concerned about a man taking advantage of us sexually. Right. It's understandable. Make better choices. <laughs> yeah. Make better dating choices. No more pussy mismanagement 2023. Or, you know, you could do what you want to do, but you have to understand, like, the outcome might be a little bit different. If you actually want to be in a relationship with a man and your goal is to be married, you need to state that early and soon. You know, usually on the first date. First date. Even if you're dating multiple men. First date. You also don't want to come off as thirsty. You, can, you can't be concerned about how you look into somebody. Because the right person is going to receive it the same, the exact way mm. you're saying it. It's true. What's thirsty? I want to be married in a year. I want to be married in two years. How is that thirsty? No, not that. But I mean, I'm just saying if you go on and on and on about it, it will scare a nigga off. And nobody's saying on and on and on about it. See, the thing is, you be thinking that's like what, no, a nigga. That, no, that's <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> you thinking like, oh, this bitch nagging me. Like, that's how you thinking like the right man who's ready for marriage, he'll receive it the way you're saying it. Not on and on and on, but yeah, that's have uh, no, the conversation. I'm saying, state your intentions, but don't go crazy with it. That's all I'm saying. State your intentions. Going, how does that look going crazy with it? If you get in there talking about like you already pick wedding colors and you know what your wedding dress gonna be look like. Be fucking realistic. Come on, bitches man. Bitches be like that. Bitches be out here like that. <laughs> I've been wanting, I got a scrapbook from when I was five. <laughs> I brought it with me. <laughs> Do you like these colors? That does not fucking happen in real life. But just put your expectations out there so there's no confusion. You know what I'm saying? Because, girl, it'll still be some fucking confusion. A man, a man will know you ready for marriage and still play with you. Well, you be like, is he well, playing I ain't, with you or well, are you playing with yourself? Well, I ain't ready for that. But still dating you, knowing that you're not ready. And see, this is why I do reverse psychology on them. The same way you could tell me what you're not ready for and you continue to fuck with me, well, I continue to fuck with you, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, this is what I want. And you continue to fuck with me? How is the onus only on me at the end of the day? Oh, you knew what it was, nigga. So did you. <laughs> You knew what it was. You knew I wanted a baby. You knew I wanted a relationship. Why is it only on me? Right. Don't let these niggas handle y'all, ladies. Don't do I it. I told you I didn't want that. I told you I did. Period. And you stayed. Right. So, so clearly wrong? you wanted to. Clearly you wanted to. And you've been coming at me. So clearly <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> you the pappy. <laughs> You're not coming at me, though, because I'm using a condom. Right. Every time. I'm watching my ovulation every time. 
<laughs> All right, y'all. I don't know. I hope this was helpful for 2023 dating and summer games 2023. I really hope this was helpful. Make better choices, ladies and gents. And hopefully we'll have more marriages. A lot of breakups during during the uh, pandemic. But maybe people will start getting married again. I thought Gucci Mane and uh, Keisha Kayora was going to like up the marriage rating for black people. But uh, it didn't work. I don't think it's going to work like that. Mm-hmm. Not when you still got future uh, doing numbers. <laughs> Shay, I'm future at heart a little bit. I'd be giving future a hard time, but I could be future sometimes. I understand I now. I don't think I'm future. When, when never mind, let's just end it. <laughs> Wait, before we go, it is February. It is Black History Month. It's Black History all year long. But in the month of February, we love to observe and celebrate our black baddies who talk back. And for this week, I have to start with Diane Nash. Of many accomplishments, Nash has made in her lifelong commitment to civil rights activism. Her most famous contributions include her work organizing and leading freedom rides and sit-ins. Nash, who was born in Chicago, got involved with the civil rights movement when she enrolled at Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee in 1959. In April 1960, she helped found the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Nash also coordinated the Nashville Student Movement Ride, which was part of the Freedom Rides in 1961. Coordinating between her fellow students, the media, and the Department of Justice, she engaged in sit-ins herself, even spending time in jail in February 1961 in solidarity with the Little Rock Nine. Now, if you don't know who that is, you need to get your ass up and Google is free. But anyway, there are nine students that were imprisoned after a sit-in in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Nash also coordinated the Nashville Student Movement Ride, which was part of the Freedom Rides in 1961, coordinating between her fellow students, the media, and the Department of Justice. She engaged in sit-ins herself, even spending time in jail in February 1961 in solidarity with the Rock Hill Nine, nine students that were imprisoned after a sit-in. Nash also played a crucial role in the desegregation campaign in Birmingham in 1963. She also received a Rosa Parks Award from the SCLC along with her husband in 1965. Diane Nash, we salute you, girl. You are a baddie who talks back. Thank you so much for your contribution. If you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday. Y'all follow me on Instagram. It's AJ Holiday 2.0 because some white bitch took my AJ Holiday. <laughs> y'all, I'm official Tam Bam on Instagram. Y'all follow me. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And we will see you next week, God willing. Remember to speak now. And never hold your peace. Deuces. Bye, y'all. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.